Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back, everybody. This is uh, this is Gamer Heroes podcast with GGKC. Uh, I think we're on episode seventy-one. Uh, episode title TBD, and that's now definitely going to be the title, <laughs> yeah, right? Definitely the title. <laughs> uh, we got uh, John, Mike, and Thomas here today. Hello. Um, no, Josh. Uh, so, how's everyone's weekend been? Good. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I played, I've been playing Darkest Dungeon a little bit. That that game has... There we go. That's much better. Uh, I've been playing Darkest Dungeon, and there are so many quality of life improvements that have happened since the last time I really spent time in that game. Man, it's good stuff. Um, you know, when, when the game first, first came out, like right when it was released on PS4, which was a port, uh, it was good, but clearly it just had... It was lagging behind. You know, it was like when Minecraft was always way behind the PC version. Well... They fixed stuff while I was playing it, but I dropped off it. I mean, that was like a year or so ago, maybe. And uh, now they're just, there are little ability changes that make a lot more sense. That, you know, you think it could have been that way, but it didn't explicitly tell mm-hmm. you. Um, but now you can see stuff like when you get buffs and debuffs on your characters, you don't just have to know what they are. You don't have to figure it out. You can actually highlight it, which seems like a thing that should have existed a while ago. But, um, it's it's wonderful to have now. I mean, the game is much more polished. So, I'm probably going to buy the DLC for that actually, uh, just to see what else there is. Because I know I'm, with how much fun I'm having again with it, I'll probably end up going. I mean, spend a mm-hmm. whole bunch of time with it. So, same enough if that ended up coming out for Xbox, or is it PC and PS4? I don't know if it came out on Xbox. I have it for PC. So, mm-hmm. like once I got it for PC, I never even. I've seen it on uh, humble bundles uh, every once in a while, and I keep meaning to. Pick it up in a group of games, but I'm pretty I sure I got it. it in a humble bundle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I regret not not doing that. It's a super fun game. Yeah, it's uh, it it's it can get pretty difficult though, but I I always enjoy it. That doesn't scare me. I still haven't beat Dead Cells though, so uh, I don't know if I can pick up any more games that'll just stretch on out forever. Uh, man, my backlog is going to be huge. I I'm still considering buying. Fallout 76, now that the reviews actually seem way better than they seemed a couple weeks before the release. Uh, thinking about getting that, and then I was, once upon a time, thinking about getting uh, Marvel Spider-Man. But geez, I don't have time for this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not hardly even playing Red Dead, because I'm, I'm playing Darkest Dungeon again. Two, you know, three-year-old game. Well, I have been playing Red Dead. Uh, I, d- I just picked it up on Friday. Because, uh, uh, you know, with work, travel, and whatnot, I didn't really have any time to, to devote to it. But here going on the holiday weekend, I, you know, felt like I had good chunks of time to, to work on it. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's been awesome so far. I definitely have a few things I don't like about it. Um, 
primarily being it's not always clear what button I should be hitting to to do something. Um, case in point, there was a mission where I needed to um, steal a stagecoach from a house. And uh, the the NPC with me got said, you know, hey, let's get out our binoculars and scope out the house. So we get out the binoculars. And then I figured, well, if I'm holding this item in my hand, it's the trigger button to use it. Right. But it's not. <laughs> and so that, of course, pulled out my gun and shot at the house. And I, you know. Right. And I, I woke everybody up because it was like <laughs> at night and everybody was asleep and yada, yada. So uh, ended up failing the mission. I got to redo it and it was fine. Um, it also, um, that sort of, but, you know, not, I was like, well, how, how do I actually use these binoculars? Um, and that's sort of the second thing is like, I don't really think there's a lot of consequences, right? So like you fail something, you die, you start it again. I mean, it's really not. Well, I, I know I got a pretty big bounty a while ago. I thought I got all the witnesses because I just wanted to see what it was like to steal somebody's horse, like on the road. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah, spiraled out of control, and I had a big ass bounty, and it was almost all the money that I had. So if I, you know, it was like ninety five bucks for one place, and then fifteen bucks for the place next door, and uh, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have all that money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, one bounty quest gives you like twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, my my one of my friends he picked it up and he hates the game because yeah. he's accidentally he started the game, died a million times. Which is funny to me. Yeah. And then got a huge bounty, and now he can't go in town to do any quests because everybody <laughs> just killed him. And I'm like, this is the same guy who played No Man's Sky with us and fell into a cave that mm-hmm. had no exit. So maybe it's not the game. It's yep, just ba- him. Yeah. So Odyssey is <laughs> telling me this, and I'm like, you know, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's definitely got some, it's got some jank on it. Because, yep. yeah, I, I wish there should be like a, hey, you're about to pull out your weapon. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, because, boy. You just start shooting real quick. Well, I guess it allows for the sort of firing from the hip, but, like, do you ever use that? Is there ever a time you're not aiming, right? Is, you're not, is there ever a time you're not doing left trigger, right trigger? Can you even hip fire? Yeah, that's what keeps happening to me. Over well, I and over, I keep hip yeah, firing. Yeah. It's a completely on accident, and it's just my gun goes off, and occasionally I hit things. <laughs> yeah. it's Video games, am I right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Why are they making me shoot all these people? <laughs> oh, Axel, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, but in general, loved it. The environments, that, you know, everything that everybody's heard about the game is true. Environments are just fantastically beautiful. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, the fast travel is, it makes sense for the game. It's not, not very, it's not game-breaking in any sense. Um, just take a train, basically. And uh, the, the, although I will say it is kind of funny how your horse just teleports to wherever you are. Yeah. It's like if you hop on a train or a stagecoach, the horse is just there waiting for you. And I'm like, if if I knew this horse had this power, I would have just <laughs> would taken the, the horse. horse. <laughs> like if I had a teleporting horse, then I'm not going to pay to take the stagecoach. But um, maybe the horse was riding on top of the train. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that that's the most logical answer. Absolutely. Um, but it, it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it also can be a little jarring, the transition from environment to environment, because you know they've crammed like every type of environment into the game, right? From snowy mountain top. Yeah, they to, crammed like 
everything from Kansas to California. Yes, and swamps, right? right? Yeah. So I'm like riding through the desert, and all of a sudden I'm in a swamp, and I'm like, uh, I know I was just in the mountains a few minutes ago. <laughs> nice. So this is a little this is a little strange. Now I'm in the bayou, but um, but it, it's cool to see him do it. I have seen pictures of people get attacked by alligators, so. I'm ready for that. I saw I saw somebody tie tie a guy up and feed him to the gators. It's like, man, that is metal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. That's hilarious. Uh yeah. Yeah, lassoing's funny. I did not expect that. Yeah. Probably should have. Um definitely that first mission where they take you to do the bear hunt. I got rocked by the bear. Oh, me too. Yeah. Got rocked by the bear, and now, ignored they, the they, woman because I wanted to t- take the belt, mm-hmm. and then I died and lost the belt anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I, I guess once you fail one attempt at a legendary animal, they disappear for a while, so you can't just keep oh, trying really? over and over. Yeah, yeah, but they do come back. I've read, yeah. so hopefully I can actually get that belt someday. But we'll see. So it's Red Dead. I think everybody. Everybody knows what they're getting into with that at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's been enough coverage. Uh, uh, I, I was listening to um, Giant Bomb this this past week, and uh, one of the guys was saying what I agree with. Like, Red Dead's fun. I think it's a good game. Definitely got that jank on it. But I think people's calls for, like, oh, game of the year. I'm like, maybe not. Yeah. It's a good game, but, like, you know, when you take something that's as polished as, like, God of War mm-hmm. or any of those other big contenders – uh, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead's going to have a good zeitgeist here for a while, but I don't think, to me, I don't, I don't think it deserves to be game well, of material necessarily. And the first one kind of had this um, crazy following, you know, and that, that just really built it up to be something that it, when it came out, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it was always considered a good game, but over time it kind of got this, like, fever pitch of oh we need another red dead because the first one was so amazing but i don't know it was a good game it's just i don't know if it was that level yeah well they've uh rockstar's even said like they don't know what they're gonna do for uh gta 6 mm-hmm. because like their their explanation is that in the political climate we have satire doesn't really do anything when like reality is crazier than your <laughs> satire um, because like GTA Five existed because we still lived in a world where, like, you listen to this stuff and you're like, oh yeah, this is satire because it's just a little too extreme. But now you listen to like actual real news and you're like, mm-hmm. shit, is this mm-hmm. is this real? Is this an Onion article? <laughs> you know. So I have a great idea for him and uh, uh, Rockstar. Um, you can make the checks out to cash. Um, DM me. I'll shoot you my address, there but. You um, make it in like an idiocracy style like universe. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. That'd be an amazing game. People would eat it up. That sounds. That honestly sounds like that's a job for like the crackdown guys or Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I mean, if you look at GTA, uh, they definitely had. I mean, exactly what you were saying. It's basically just making fun of. It's satirizing, you know, Americana. Yeah. Yeah, I think that taking a step further and saying, "Okay, here's what we will become." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can dig it. Well, uh, so we started a, a board game in our office this past week. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. The Risk uh, yeah. Legacy. Risk Legacy. Uh, wanted a little, you know, one 
wanted a board game that we could try to set up that people could sort of take turns as needed. Um, that didn't work out really well. Didn't really think it through. Because uh, Risk, you definitely need almost all parties there, and especially this version of the game. Uh, but it has been really fun. Everyone's super engaged. I think we pulled in a couple people who um, maybe wouldn't typically play board games like this. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty engaging. Uh, probably a little more time consuming than we anticipated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Risk isn't a quick game. No. I think you always you kind of like forget how much strategy is involved with it and how much time you just have to like stare at the board to get an yeah. idea of like what your next move is. Uh, but it is it is pretty cool. Like there's some um, there's some additions to the game where like there are hidden folders inside of the game board where like you're not allowed to open them and look at the cards on the inside until you reach certain points in the game. So there's some there's some interesting stuff to it. Anybody who's played like uh, Pandemic Legacy or really any of the other Legacy games um, will know. We'll, we'll kind of have an idea of what that's like, but. It's pretty pretty exciting. Um, it's fun. It's I always like to risk anyway, even though I know that the original like the original idea around risk is pretty basic. Just you have your troops on the board, and then you roll dice, and whoever rolls higher wins, and game over. But um, it still keeps. It still feels like a risk game. It just adds in a lot of stuff. Like everybody picks picks a faction, so that's new. And the factions all have different special abilities. So like one of the factions. Every every new turn when you're generating your troops, you f- you generate troops like you normally would if you're playing regular risk, but maybe one of the factions lets you have an extra troop uh, spawn on your headquarters. And every faction has a headquarters, so when you start the game, your starting spot is where you drop your headquarters and your and your starting troops start. So it's it's interesting. There's enough new stuff in the game where it feels like I'm playing a new game. Um, but it still feels familiar, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. But you play like 15 games of it, so I think we're through one game right mm-hmm. now. So we've got a, a lot of time before before we'll wrap this up. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I mean, I would certainly recommend it for anybody looking for. I mean, it's it's pretty accessible, you know. Um, I mean, it's basically the core risk rules plus a little bit. Uh, not it doesn't do a lot to upset how risk is played. Right, um, the the special abilities are probably the biggest wrinkle, um, and and a few other things. But especially in the first few rounds, it's very very much just risk. But uh, I, the only thing, the only gripe I have with it is that I, I feel like I wish I felt like all of the faction special abilities were on par with each other. Yeah. But then again, every every round, so every time you finish a game of the fifteen games. Each player uh, has a roll off, and you can change your faction. So I guess maybe it doesn't matter that much. Maybe there's supposed to be some factions with a little bit worse of a power, and because the other factions are just going to pick picked up first anyway. But I don't know. It could all, it could also be just how we picked the special powers. Yeah, and, and we'll be I think uh, we'll be adding special powers to the various factions as we go. Additional powers. Um, so I would imagine those that are a little bit less useful now. Um, we'll balance out mm, yeah. as we go. I guess I forgot about those extra, those extra yeah, spaces. Yeah, a bunch of extra spaces. Yeah, there's like we're using one of six or something. That'll be fun. It sucks that after you've after you finish the game, you kind of just toss it. Like there isn't really anything else to do yeah. with the game. But at this at the same time, 
even some of my favorite board games I haven't played 15 times, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe it's... And Thomas, have you played any of the Legacy, like Pandemic Legacy? So they you permanently mark up the game, so that, oh. and it can't be played again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, it's like a $60 game, and it's a single playthrough. And wow. it's it's a long playthrough, mm-hmm. and it's meant to be visited over multiple sessions. But there are, there are techniques you can use, like, you know, homemade game pieces and stuff to not have to do this. But we went down the road of exploring that for this, and it's just like, oh, it's just going to be too much work. And then, like, all these people who are new to this aren't necessarily going to understand what we're trying to do with this. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a pain. Yeah. So but it can be done for the people who really want to. Uh, that's remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> you could say there's a lot of risk involved in that. <laughs> yeah. hey, okay, all right. So I, honestly, I feel like this is the best um, The best way to play this game is in an office setting. You know, it's not like it's not like you set it up with some friends who maybe at, by the time you're at game six or something become unreliable and you're not going to be able to, like, finish it up. But, I mean, if we're playing it in the office and everybody's yep. here every day anyway, it'll yep. be a lot easier to actually get through it. Yeah, we've never had anyone leave, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so oh do you guys know what artifact is i do not artifact is valve's um first new game in like 10 years or whatever uh not 10 years but in a while maybe 10 years maybe i don't know uh and it's uh it's a card game oh. right, this was this is the thing that they announced at some either esports something or gaming convention or i don't remember what it was sure. but to to in their audience just booed the heck out of them Man. uh all, all valve fans right uh people hate mobile games dude well it's not it's not even <laughs> i don't even think it's necessarily mobile it's like i just i guess i just it, 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 is. it probably is i don't even know but it's basically it's more desktop focused right now it's actually they just don't want to they don't want the cash grab right it's very obvious and so it's become more obvious so so you've Played Hearthstone, mm-hmm. right? All right. So Hearthstone, uh, you know, has certain mechanics that allow you to play the game, right? Even if you never spend a dollar. Uh, Artifact is, and it's receiving a lot of criticism right now because of this. So that that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, Artifact is basically the opposite. There is not a free way to play this game. I mean, there will be some very limited once you buy it. So number one, the game's twenty dollars. So just to even get in. Uh, that comes with booster packs, right? Uh, the dollar equivalent of booster packs. So you're you're buying cards, so there's it's not like you're just out money. But um, but the entire game is going to be based around buying more cards. Uh, there isn't even, from my understanding, necessarily a way to really construct a full deck or play without buying more. Mm-hmm. Um, additionally, you know how in Hearthstone you have your arena runs, right? right. And you can use gold. Uh, you earn through the game or pay a dollar or whatever it is. Um, uh, apparently, Artifacts, one of their biggest game modes, is going to basically be Arena. Um, it's a dollar per play. There's no gold system, so there's no way to, to earn it. So you just have to Oops. pay money to play, to play through the Arena uh, it's run. It's a fucking slot machine. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it, if you make it far enough in Arena, you can get a, another free run. That's the only way. Yeah, but that's hard. If, it, yes. if that was easy. And it's two deaths until you get knocked out, not three like Hearthstone. 
Okay, well, I'm going to keep playing Hearthstone. Yeah, so I, the, there's a lot of there's a lot of fan outrage around this right now, and um, I don't know. I have two thoughts. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to play that game. Yeah. And then my second thought is, but a ton of people are still going to play. Yeah. Right. So like all of this outrage. This is this is made for people who want to spend money on a game. Right. Like this is not made for people who want to. I mean, it better play be game. good. You know. They, they they the the beta testers or whatever are saying the game is pretty good, but. I guess I'm, I'm not watching. gonna I'm not gonna pay into it just to like, you know, because there's not really like an entry level, right? Like for a card game, you yeah. got to build the best deck, you got to get the best cards. So that means you're buying all the boosters or whatever until you get there. So you know you're 100 bucks in or whatever before you can even really compete. Yeah, what I, I had a friend asking me about Hearthstone last week because he he wants to play a mobile card game, but he hasn't sunk any time into anyone. So I mentioned Magic Gathering that you guys have talked about, uh, and then. Um, I told him about Hearthstone where, like, I'm a very casual player. I'll play it a lot for a little bit of time, and then I'll put it down for a while. Um, and so, for me, like, my decks always suck. Like, they're fun, but I'm certainly not climbing the ladder or anything. Uh, I mostly, I just like the Tavern Brawl and stuff. So, I recently picked up the arena where I can, I, I have a huge amount of gold stockpiled because I never, I never spend it all when right. an expansion comes out because I know I'm not going to play it that long. To, so even if I build a pretty good deck or, or you know buy a bunch of packs, uh, it's not going to pay off. Like not unless I really commit to doing it, and I haven't committed. Hmm. So uh, anyway, he, he was like, "Well, is there a way that I can play? Is it going to suck if I if I don't have any good cards?" I was like, "Well, do what I do because I don't have that many good cards, um, and just do the arena, and you're going to lose a lot for a long time. But you're going to be able to play all these cards you don't have. You're going to play against decks that you don't normally see. So it's not just like the meta that." you know, whoever has the best cards wins. This is, like, you could start a brand new account and look up arena strategies online and do very well, even as a new player. Like, if if I actually did my homework, I could do a lot better than I do now, but I don't. So if this guy gets on as a new, you know, never played the game before, does his research, because there are a bunch of things, especially if you're playing on PC, uh, there are tools like UI tools that can help you basically do all the math mm-hmm. and stuff yeah there's there's deck building assistance and all sorts of stuff yeah so i told him uh he should look into that before he before he tries to spend any time with it because he's gonna lose for a long time mm-hmm. but once he gets good at it it the rewards are humongous once you start doing well in there hmm. um so it, you know that that offers a cool way to build a deck without having to spend money but if your game doesn't even have that mm-hmm and you have to pay, so like Hearthstone, it's a buck fifty or the currency. Yeah. Well, I just use currency. Currency. Yeah. You know, but if I didn't have that option, I'm like shit. I don't want to pay. Like if if I if it's like the arena where I'm going to plan on losing for a while. Yeah. You know, I don't want to pay you know dollar after dollar yeah. to know that I'm going to lose. Yeah. Well, and, and apparently you buy them in packs of five, so you can't just buy one either. It's five but bucks every time you want to play the game, basically. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It better be good. I mean, if it's good, then it could be worth it. But but that, think about I don't, a, I don't feel very. Good think about how that. much money you could potentially spend. I mean, <laughs> think about something like WoW, right? Fifteen bucks a month or whatever, and you get access to this game, and you can play it as much or as little as you want. Uh, this, you sit down for one gaming session, you may blow fifteen dollars in an hour, right? And then you are SOL unless you've either done really well. Or, or I guess, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the only way is to be, get really good. 
So, I mean, you're looking at like a minimum commitment of a ton of money just to get started. And then unless you're good, you're looking at a crazy amount per month just to keep playing. Plus, I mean, so, I mean, I've played a lot of card games, uh, but at the end of the day, I don't think that there's any card game that is ever going to be that much better than one of the greatest card games that has been around for a really long time, Magic the Gathering, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, you you can come out with an innovative, really fun card game, but, I mean, I would be pretty blown away if you came out with a card game that just made me never want to play Magic again. Mm -hmm. So, that's not to say that all I want to do is play Magic, but if Magic Arena is giving me the option to unlock entire decks and not just a couple because in the in the previous iterations like through duels and stuff you could unlock uh, starter decks but i can't remember exactly how many there were but there were only a few full decks that you could actually unlock and, and use in the in magic the gathering arena they literally unlock a deck for you for every single mono and dual color combination <laughs> so that's like a huge number of cards that you get for free it's something that so just i was telling john this earlier today actually um what they do is when you log in and you play a game it'll give you like it'll always give you at least one reward just for playing a game it doesn't matter if you win or lose it'll just some days it'll be a card some days it'll be a booster pack and then some days it'll say come back tomorrow like after you've played your game and you've gotten your reward it'll say come back tomorrow and you'll unlock a new deck and then you're like, holy shit, like, I'm just going to log in and play one game and you're going to give me 45 cards or however many are, are in the deck without the mana. And uh, the other day, yesterday, I uh, I was logging in because I knew that if I played, I'd get my deck. And then it said on there, like, win one game to unlock the remaining decks. I played one game and I unlocked five decks. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I was It made me feel good as a player just because I'm like, okay, sweet, like. I put some time into this and I unlocked a shit ton of cards. Like <laughs> yeah. now that I have every deck unlocked. So to have, to have a game like magic, the gathering who already has a really good foothold in the community and everything. And then to have like valve just being like, fuck it, we'll do it live. Let's see how this goes. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's surprising to me that they're, that they're that confident in their game that they think that they're going to get people to shell out that kind of cash just to play. Well, and I, I mean, I feel like they, they had to come into this prepared, you know, for the, like, with a plan for that, right? Like, they, they have to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they, they must feel pretty confident, which is itself kind of scary because there's that many people out there that are going to be willing to spend it. And I don't want this to set some sort of new standard. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm <laughs> worried about. Microtransactions are already bad. Yeah, if, if Valve sets the precedent to make games like this moving forward, then, like, oh, my God, who knew Valve was the next enemy? Yeah, like... <laughs> well... They're they're a behemoth. That's but for we're sure. already looking at Diablo Immortal mm-hmm. Mobile. We're looking at Valve uh, Artifact, and uh, then Bethesda's like has got that Elder Scrolls Mobile. Yeah, dude, this one. shit's getting out of control. I like, mean, as soon as grab the, your pitchforks. As soon as <laughs> as soon as these studios, you know, they they make hits because you know that's that's the way to to get to achieve success. And then once the the hits start becoming more easy then how do you keep growing? Well, and as soon as you're part of, you know, massive publicly traded companies and stuff, they're going to be taking advantage of the easiest path to make that revenue, right? And so the microtransactions, the mobile, the crappy mobile games, (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, we're going to see all the all the brands and and games that we love eventually go that way. Yeah, we're going right. to be like playing like an open world game, and we have to pay two dollars for every door we want to open. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I mean, you have some holdouts, right? Like, um, who are the people that make The Witcher? Um, uh, CD Projekt Red. Yes, CD Projekt Red. You know, they they've said they're committed to making good games, right? Even after their success, that people want to that they can buy once, and even their DLC is like a whole another game. Dude, right? I do want to pick up that uh, Gwent looking game that just I think it just Gwent? came out. No, it's not Gwent. It's it's uh, it almost looks like a uh, it almost looks like Pyre kind of. Um, you do like the combat is card based, but uh, you run around in this like beautiful over like it looks like an illustrated hmm. kind of isometric kind of thing. But then you make decisions as this queen in the Witcher universe. Um, I'll I'll look up what that thing's called, but uh, that looks interesting. And I actually wish that it was on mobile, but I kind of wish I had a tablet for a game like that. Um, I think this would be too small, uh, but that's on PlayStation. So hmm. I, I've been thinking about picking that up, but same story. I got too much to play right now. Yep. So yep. Probably, probably save that for the holiday or something. Well, um, yeah. So the, so then the other thing that complicates this game, uh, it's sort of the final, the final topic on artifact is that it has a, uh, it has a real money auction house for buying and selling your cards. Uh, so that will, you know, that sort of remains to be seen how well that will work. Um, sort of seems like the last time something like this was attempted, it didn't go very well, uh, with the Diablo three auction house I ended up having to scrap it. Uh, Blizzard did. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. Um, major concerns there just, you know. Valve has ultimate control over this, and since it's all digital, they can do or undo as much as they want and change these cards after the fact. So if people are spending real money or getting real money and things change after the fact, I don't know. It, it seems like it's just ripe for a lot of disappointment. Yeah, you pay like $10 for a legendary card, and then they patch it on Tuesday or something, and now your card's worthless. Like, what do you, yep. what do you say at that point? Oh, well... Well, and you also have the so they're going to have to be really careful about if this is successful and they you know go for years. They're going to be careful about what how they rotate things out of standard, mm-hmm. uh, and that they keep allowing formats and encourage those formats for older cards, right? Because you look at the market for like Magic cards today. There's a huge market for older cards and stuff because you know beyond just collectors, there are still people who play decks with all sorts of cards from all all sets. But it's because the formats of those plays have been encouraged, but also because those formats have mostly been stood up by the community, right? It's not like Wizards or Magic Before Wizards like created all these huge um, play types, right? Is the community came up with them, and in a digital game like this, you don't really have that ability necessarily. So for for the people to be able to spend money on this stuff, they have to continue to provide some worth for those cards after after they rotate out of standard play. Yeah, it's easier to provide a lot of, like, starter decks or something and then it, do something like in Hearthstone where they're like, okay, these cards are basically worthless mm-hmm. now. And, you know, that sucks. But at the same time, if they gave you the majority of those cards, it's easy to fall back on them just saying, like, well, 
we're just moving on in a new direction. We gave you all most of those cards for free anyway, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's true. But if you're paying for every single card that mm-hmm. you're using, it's like these better always work. I need well, to always be able to. And put maybe these they in won't implement the same rotation that other yeah. games. I mean, I feel like they have to if they want to keep releasing new content. But maybe they have some other plan for that. No, I don't know. So uh, uh, yeah, I, I may as well say this now. So that Witcher game, I bring it up because it's a. Uh, it is actually a Gwent game. It's not Gwent-like. It is Gwent. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a DLC to Gwent or something? No. So uh, so I just looked up this Polygon article from yesterday. Uh, I didn't realize this. So apparently GOG Gaming, GOG.com, is owned by CD Projekt Red. Oh. I, never, I never knew that. I did not know that either. Nope. Uh, so uh, apparently they originally uh, planned on exclusively release, releasing this game on GOG, but then at the last minute decided to put it on Steam, which... You know, they so they said that sales expectations weren't reached, uh, so they ended up putting it out on Steam. Um, but that said, the reception, like all the reviews and stuff, were positive. Uh, but this says it's basically it took Gwent and made a thirty-hour campaign out of it. Hmm. Um, so I probably, I probably will end up getting this. I bet uh, this says that the release for console, both consoles, is or uh, PS4 and Xbox One anyway, are uh, it's coming out on December fourth. So I'll probably see if people like that and then probably pick it up because I'm really into bite-sized gaming right now. So something like that really appeals to me. So it's not mobile, but uh, that is another card game if somebody's looking for something new. Sweet. Um, So it it is just Gwent? Yeah. But another layer? Yeah, so it's Gwent, and then there's an actual campaign where you're making decisions, say Witcher style. Um, So, you know... I assume it's shit like, do you burn down the village or yeah. do you spare them? <laughs> Stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, lots of lots of card games out there right now. Well, hopefully a uh, an example of something that can really compete with Artifact. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll catch you when we come back. Hello, this is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. And I am here to tell you about Screen Heroes. Do you love superheroes? What about superheroes in film and TV? How about weird rankings like top five lists or maybe three people just arguing about top five lists? Either way, we are the podcast for you. Check us out every Tuesday night live on Twitch. Or subscribe to Screen Heroes Podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, and Google Play. Now, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. So, um, next item was, um, I found this interesting. This may just be rumor yet. Well, it is just rumor yet because it's not confirmed by Microsoft, but, um, that they are potentially developing as the next, uh, Xbox hardware, a discless uh, console. Yes, and I'm really very sure to, to say. very sure to say that properly. <laughs> a dicklix. Oh my god! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm just gonna move on. Can't I'm even, even try to say. Can't that. even. <laughs> feels like that was can't on even purpose. Fake do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a discless console without disc. Uh, so I find that really interesting because it's basically the culmination of the vision that they originally set out with on this, uh, this generation, quote unquote, for the original Xbox one. You know, if you guys remember the oh, yeah. crazy, 
want to riots want to burn down everything Microsoft when they made their first announcements. They'd have the always on connection. The, yeah, the DRM and all that yep. stuff. Which is funny now, like, there are a lot of games that you can only play connected to the internet, like, even Hitman, which is, like, only a single-player game. Yeah. You basically have to be connected to the internet. Well, and it was going to be much more digital game-focused, mm-hmm. right? And it, and it would have allowed them to do much more creative things with things like a lot more Play Anywhere, right? Xbox and PC buy at once. They would have been able to do um, a lot more creative deals with digital games because they weren't tied to also having to work around physical games. Um, and it, it was, still would have had a 500 gig hard drive. Yes, probably. <laughs> but it, I, I honestly, in hindsight, I think what they were trying to do is probably awesome. Uh, but, uh, but, but now we're going to get this sort of um, the half version, which is fine. They're working their way back towards it. I feel like I get all. I try to get all my games digital anyway. I just anymore. I hate swapping discs. Yeah, I hate it so much. I will yeah, pay a premium. Uh, we get well, and I say premium because the the physical games go on sale much more readily. Um, but I'll go ahead and pay full price for the the digital version, just because I don't really, I don't even want to go to the store to buy it. I don't mm-hmm. even want to go on Amazon to buy it. I I just want it to start downloading immediately. And if you do it, like, for Xbox, if you do it through the store and everything, you can have it start, you know, you can log into your account, have it start downloading, even if you're not home. You know, it's ready for you when you want to go home and play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the coolest thing. Like, logging in while you're at work or something and mm-hmm. getting your game game started, installing, and then Man, play there's it nothing first worse thing when you get home. Like, oh, shit, new Overwatch watch patch just yep. dropped. I can't, I can't wait to play this new gate or this new character. And then... Uh, there's a system update, and then there's a, yeah. an app update. Oh, my gosh. And even with fast internet, it's like, dude, it's my time. Mike, did you see my screenshot of how fast Red Dead was installing? No. Oh, wow. 256 megabits? Not bad. It, it only took, like, half an hour to download or something. Wow. Yeah. That's 80, crazy. 87 gigs of Red Dead. It took Lizzie... Uh, over two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Her, her internet's not the... No Google Fiber, huh? She always has the most basic option, mm. so it's like two megabits. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. It's free, so... Yeah, that can't beat that. That's when I might buy the physical copy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think even with this game, you're going you're gonna to put the disc in, and it's just going to download it all anyway. Yeah. Was it, was it Fallout 76 where there was only like 200 megs on the disc itself? There's a disc for it? Well, I don't know, for the oh, physical you know, version. I saw something. I can't, honestly, I can't remember, from if, it source, I can't remember if it was a joke yeah. or not, but it was like a disc and it opened it up and it was just a code for, yeah. <laughs> for something like that. So I don't know if that was a joke. There but. was one, one game recently that had a pretty big install size and the only thing on the disc for, this was a console game, was basically just the install so it could start the download. Yeah. So. What a waste. Yeah. yeah. Right? What a waste. And. And the prices for that are going to go up and down so much. It's going to all be a bunch of BS. (laughs) Anyway, I thought it was interesting. That's supposed to be for 2019, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how this plays into anything with the holiday season. uh, Because, like, of course, it's just a rumor right now. um, But, you know, I wonder if that's something that they would release during what used to be a drought of the first quarter. Yeah. you know, when there aren't a lot of games coming out. But honestly, that drought doesn't really exist anymore because games are always coming out in that first quarter. Now, I mean, last year there was Horizon. Well, no, Horizon was two years ago. 
I don't know, but Horizon and I think Breath of the Wild came out during that first quarter. So, like, where there used to be, like, three months after the holiday season where fucking nothing's coming out. Not really. Mm -hmm. Certainly not your big titles. Well, now everybody's like, well, there's so much going on throughout the entire year that we'd be stupid not to use this. So it's nice that that stuff comes out um, consistently. You don't just have a draw like that. But uh, I'm interested to see how Microsoft will approach this, if this is real, if that's something they announced during that first quarter. Um, depending on the sales, the huge number of sales and deals and all that stuff that are going around this Black Friday and then for Christmas. Because uh, that stuff's interesting because every time, you know, stocks always change when they make a big thing like that. And, you know, maybe they keep it rumored for a long, long time until they've got something something to actually show um, because we know how people mm-hmm. like to get upset. So well, I think they usually show off their hardware at E3, if I recall correctly. Um. I think every year they have a big yeah. I think you're right. A big uh, conference and like the S and the the X both were revealed there. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, yeah. I think the X one X was as well. Yeah, because I I definitely remember them showing off mm-hmm. uh, the original X expo. Which I don't know when E3 is, but I was assuming in the summer. Uh, it's like the second or third. I think it's the third uh, weekend in June, okay. usually. there you go. Because right after my trip, I usually miss a bunch of it, actually. <laughs> uh, but that's going on. Uh, you know, I don't think we wrote it down to talk about it, but Sony is not going to be at E3 this next year. Oh, okay. They already announced that, which is a very unusual move because they they also – they canceled this year's uh, PlayStation experience or whatever the show is. Mm-hmm. That would be in the first week of December, mm-hmm. uh, but they canceled that. So – so what? Where's their platform to show stuff off then? We don't know yet. Uh, it it seemed like when they so they they didn't do they announced this was a while ago they announced that they weren't going to do that December thing. Uh, I know there you can usually go up to there's like a theater or something in Harris or something up north where you could go and you'd pay a ticket like you're seeing a movie and you go in and Sony's there with a bunch of cool shit and. Uh, you get to, with everyone else in the room, watch this experience that everyone else is seeing online everywhere. Uh, but I think that's the only way you can see it. I think you have to buy a ticket. You can't just watch mm. anywhere for free. Uh, anyway, that's what they did. This year they announced that they weren't going to do that because they just didn't have enough to show, which people complained last year that they didn't have enough to show. So this time they were like, well, we'll just not do it, you know, which is just fine. You know, no reason to have just another mm-hmm. okay uh show experience in the same era of the year like honestly the game awards has a bunch of stuff that comes out with it i mean there are the awards but then there are usually some mm-hmm. cool announcements and a lot of cool game trailers and stuff like that um so yeah so so they announced that they weren't going to do the playstation experience but then also now so far in advance to announce that they're not doing uh e3 and they're not doing anything around e3 i, I think it was microsoft that mm-hmm. said we're leaving e3 and then they posted up like across the street yep you know it's like okay well great uh, and then, you know, Nintendo, when they pulled out E3 uh, years ago, they started doing their uh, Nintendo Directs, mm-hmm. which I think are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes a lot more sense to them or to their business model and stuff. Honestly, if PlayStation did that, I think they would be smart. I think that would be a, a good decision because uh, right now they are they have a lot in their favor as far as, like, uh, exclusive games. I mean, you, you look at God of War, you look at... Uh, well, a bunch of them. <laughs> I forget. But they're uh, Marvel, the Spider-Man game. Um, they're just a bunch of exclusive exclusive uh, Sony games out right now. And while they 
retain that those exclusive rights to that stuff, I think they'd be smart to just have their own Nintendo Direct, basically, uh, rather than having some big, you know, paid ticket event. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know what's all going to happen with all that stuff, but that's remarkable. Uh, it de- definitely is a big move for how big Sony mm-hmm. is. Uh, it raised questions. It seems like Nintendo might actually go back to E3. I saw that somewhere, <laughs> but I'd have to wait to, you know, see if that turns out that way. Because um, Nintendo's been out of there for a while now. Uh, but also, like, on the show floor, Sony had so much physical representation there that, like, if they're dropping out, that's a huge change. Mm. Like, that... I mean, that's a huge change we wouldn't see on, like, the live stream and stuff and in the conferences, but that would be a huge change. And E3 is just a weird thing anyway. They recently started, a couple of years ago, started letting just anybody in. You could buy a ticket instead of just industry personnel. Ugh. So, like, I, I don't have any – I like watching <laughs> E3, but I have no interest in going. I would way rather go to, like, a, a player-centric mm-hmm. or a dev-centric event like PAX where yeah. you can really demo some cool stuff. I would much rather stuff. go to PAX. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, and, and – Every year, the the whole the whole big crew at Giant Bomb, both their studios, goes there, and they always come back with all sorts of stories of like stuff that happened, but also how things have changed from year to year. And it just E three is in just a weird spot. It's been around for almost twenty five years now. I think I think it, I think it's twenty five years this year. It's been around for a while, but it's gone through a lot of changes and it's just done a lot of weird stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. And um, so who knows? Uh, I don't know what Sony's going to do next, and who knows if this means really big changes for E3. Um, it's just it's kind of it's kind of hard to figure out what E3 is now, like not now just because the Sony thing, but just every year it moves in a weird direction. Um, so it's, it's hard to tell who is, uh, you know, here, who's steering that ship. Yep. So anyway, we'll see. That's well, just we know one thing. thing: it's not Sony. It's not Sony. <laughs> uh, actually, SEO Sony Interactive. SIO online? Sony Entertainment. Sony Entertainment online. Yeah. Uh, they are on the board that runs uh, E3. <laughs> They're, I forget what it's called. It's like the ESL or something. Electronic software or something. Uh, I could be messing that up, but I think it's the ESL. Uh, they are the ones who make E3 happen. Mm-hmm. So since Sony's on there, but they're not even going to be, you know, uh, at the time when the articles that I read were written, uh, the ESL hadn't didn't make a comment about anything so i don't know what that means but that's just another reason why it's weird because it's like who's behind the scenes anyway that is interesting it'd be funny if sony stayed on there but didn't show <laughs> didn't up didn't show up yeah they just like they're trying to make it shitty <laughs> <laughs> yeah throw the, the grenade on their way out well we have a, uh, a punch list of a few items to get through here uh first is game awards nominations so they're out yeah, boy. Uh, you can vote on the their website. Uh, I think once once a day. Uh, the uh, game of the year contenders are uh, probably exactly what you would expect. Usual usual suspects there. Um, uh, the game of the year ones are real easy. It's uh, Assassin's Creed, God of War, uh, Marvel Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Two. But it's also Celeste, which I'm happy to see an in indie up there. That's a really good game. I have not heard of Celeste. Oh man, go listen to the soundtrack. Dude. It's on a it's, it's on a lot of lists it's on here. Great. Well, it deserves it. Have you good. played it? I've, I haven't played it, but mm-hmm. I've, I've watched some gameplay of it. It's one of those like I'm watching it. Like mm-hmm. I haven't bought it yet, but I know I will at some point. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I I listened to that soundtrack for a long time before I picked it up. It looks like based on some of the gameplay that I've seen, it, it looks like it. 
it has a little bit of uh, Super Meat Boy mm. to it. Mm-hmm. It well, was made would not by. Be for uh, me, but... Well, I, I'm not a big fan of Super Meat Boy, but uh, it's it's made by Matt Does Games. I think mm-hmm. Matt, Matt makes, makes games. games. Matt makes games. Same person who made Towerfall Ascension, mm. uh, and you can tell. Um, See, so all you do, you can jump, you can dash in a direction while you're in the air. We only get one. Um, and then there are a ton of mechanics throughout the game that constantly make everything feel fresh. Mm-hmm. You never feel like you're just doing the same thing, really, ever. I, I don't think one time in the whole game I felt like, okay, I, I get this now. I don't need to do this anymore. Um, it's just constantly new puzzles and tons of hidden stuff. Um, what I'll probably do is I'll end up beating that game here soon, and then I'll set it down for a while, and then I'll go back and try to hunt. For like that would be a fun game to one hundred percent, but that game ain't easy. You know that that game's pretty hard. Uh, but it's got this cool feature where it's got like an assist mode. So if you just want to get through the thing, like you're tired of it, like if if I give this to Lizzie, she was like she had told her, or you know when I had said, hey, do you want to play this? She said, no, that looks way too hard. And I'm like, it is hard, but they want people to have a good time with this. So all you have to do is press this assist button, and it'll get you through this one screen. Hmm. You know, so if you're only stuck on one bullshit thing and you know how to do it, you just can't do it. Yeah. Well, we want you to have fun, so it, it skips you to the next thing. Yeah, it's cool because it if you want it to be hard, it's hard. Yeah. If you just want to see the story and listen to the soundtrack and see the great art style, cool. You know, it doesn't hold you back because it's trying to you know, it's it's up its own at, uh, up its own ass trying to just be hard for right. hard's sake. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah, so so that one's great. Uh very highly recommended that one. Well, uh we'll probably do uh a little bit more of our own kind of game of the year nominations some at some point before the end of the year um spoiler alert mine's probably going to be rocket league for like the fifth year running <laughs> we'll put you in charge of the uh, best on on game ongoing best, game yeah, best ongoing game yeah and it's just rocket league five times in a row i don't understand why it's not on this list best game that makes me feel worthless that's so true though <laughs> best game i'm awful at but i keep coming back to it because so many games i'm probably really bad at it i don't want to play it i just put it down i walk away Okay, uh, next was uh, one little news tidbit that Thomas brought. Um, Nintendo? Oh, yeah. Uh, Reggie Filame, uh, Mr. Ameri- Nintendo, Nintendo America, America president yeah. himself, all 18 feet tall yeah. of himself, uh, he gave a uh, an interview to Kotaku Australia, and uh, one thing that he said was basically the classic N64 is not anywhere on the horizon. Um, they have put – I mean, you can see this. He didn't say this, but you can see that they trademarked a new logo and something that looks like the three-pronged N64 controller. But Reggie was very clear that they have no plan at all of of doing that anytime soon. Um, his explanation was that the NES and the SNES were intended to bridge the gap between uh, the Wii U and the Switch, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And – they were powerhouses. I mean, they're making a lot of money. So it, they would be foolish not to do an N64, but if they know it's going to be successful and they don't need it right now, I think it's smart for them to just hold on to it because anytime that they have a gap, they can throw that in there with wild success. Maybe so, with the extra time they have, they can make more than like a hundred of them. Yeah. <laughs> nope. If it's still Nintendo, they will still have hardware yeah. shortages. I, it, to me, so I definitely get I, – I don't have either of them yet, but I definitely would see myself getting the NES or the SNES Classic just because, I don't know, even though we all own those games and other 
ways and they're playable. It's just, you know, something about sitting down in front of that hardware. But, and, and the games are different enough, right? Like, they're older iterations of some of the games we're still playing, but they're also some different games. Whereas, to me, it just feels like um, the Nintendo 64 games are mostly the same things we're playing now. Just older versions just and, real shitty yeah. graphics yeah it's like, like it, they just iterated blah, blah, blah 1.0 <laughs> yeah i mean they've just iterated on those same games again and again and i don't really feel the need to like go back and play the crappier version i feel like uh, yeah if, we've got new mario parties new mario karts yeah we've got Mega Man 11 you know i've if, never played a Mega Man game in my life but it sounds like 11 pretty good so i don't really need to go back and play the first one. If Tony Hawk is on there, I'll buy it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's like that's like the only wouldn't requirement that, just, that I have. Wouldn't that be on like a PlayStation? Oh, that wasn't 64. Yeah, was yeah like they, that's they how I played it. Yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Underground. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So I, I'm not. I wouldn't be too disappointed if it didn't show up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in a big hurry to buy yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's cool nostalgia factor, but. Yeah, That's, that would make someone else very happy. I think one thing that really is actually a bigger draw for the N sixty four classic over the SNES and the NES classic is just if you think about Raspberry Pis, right? So everybody has a friend that has Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. uh, Raspberry Pi emulator, where they've got all of the games, like all the NES, all SNES, all Sega Genesis, whatever. But the Raspberry Pi, the hardware is so crappy that like sometimes there, it does have some trouble running the uh, the N64 games. And um, I know that there's some guides out there that'll help you kind of tweak your, your Raspberry Pi to try to increase the performance. But uh, even at the end of the day, there's still going to be some games that just struggle on it. So I, I feel like they could make a lot more money from just the people that don't want to mess with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um that, that actually would have more of a draw than the other two, I think. Hmm. But, again, I, I do agree with your point about how, like, N64 is... Compared to SNES and NES, N64 is still great in its own way, but not something I would... Not something I would go back to quite as much as NES or SNES. I don't know why they have just a higher nostalgia factor for me. Because N64 has, like, a few... It has... Mario 64 mm-hmm. and it has Tony Hawk but other systems have that and so like as far as exclusives go like the N64 is when stuff started to show up on multiple consoles mainly PlayStation and N64 so at that point stuff wasn't Nintendo exclusive so if you only look at Nintendo exclusives N64 only has like five games that I'd want to play mm-hmm. I you know where NES and SNES a lot of those were only on those platforms that's it uh, you know, so th- there was a higher number of those kind of games. Yeah. So if you want to go back and play those, that's the way you you're gonna play them. But with N64, I'm you know I could do I could find a backwards compatibility or look at one of the uh, mm-hmm. subscription models that uh, the big three are into these days, uh, where you could probably pay ten bucks a month or something and then play those PlayStation One mm-hmm. era games like Tony Hawk probably. Um, so I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing. But honestly, I think they're smart one way or another for holding on to that mm-hmm. uh, because if if they think it'll be as successful as I think it'll be may as well sit on it while you're you know still pulling people into the switch and the switch is continuing to, yep. to grow I agree um, alright well uh, why don't we jump into our question uh, last week uh, oh last week was what gaming promo would you like to see I'd mentioned uh, I would really like it if I could you know like get a hearthstone pack with my 
sandwich purchase. Mm-hmm. I was curious, have we seen any real promos for things like um, um, Overwatch loot boxes or Fortnite V-Bucks or whatever at like who, McDonald's who or anything? Said it, it's like Pringles right now. You buy some Pringles and you get like an Overwatch loot box. Was one of you who told me that or maybe I read that online. But yeah, there's there's some food you can buy right now and get like five loot boxes. Huh. Good. I like Pringles. Uh, I like loot I boxes. Like Pringles too. <laughs> Still haven't opened any. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. Uh, obviously, the Star Wars ones are um, are pretty straightforward. If you could get some new like Katamari DLC, like. <laughs> matched in with your purchase at like your local head shop or something that would be <laughs> that would be a good one have you guys seen uh have you guys seen the new tetris effect game uh i, I very little so it's tetris yeah but it's just like trippy as hell it's just it got stuff going on in the background where you're like Whoa. <laughs> so really that that'd be the one you'd go to your local head shop and they'd be like oh hey we gotta if you spend at least 25 bucks you get a free video game dispensary i remember Dude, that we, would be funny if if like some big if somebody took a bunch of these just stoner games <laughs> and a, like brought them all together and then approached these entities and were like yo humble <laughs> humble stoner bundle yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would partner, subscribe to that partnered with partnered with cheetos <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell. Yeah. It's got to be Taco it's Bell. It's got to be Taco right. Bell. <laughs> if, if you buy at least, like, one of those party boxes, you walk home with a video game. Yeah. Well, the uh, the game that um, restaurants don't want to promote is Overcooked. Ah. This, this is not us. Um, all right. So then uh, our question for this week, uh, pretty simple. What game do you think should win Game of the Year? It doesn't have to be on the list or any any sort of award. Something, you know, for a game that you like that it hasn't been recognized or isn't getting the recognition that you think it deserves, like Rocket League. <laughs> yeah. Or it could just be what what is your personal game of the year that you've played. So it could have come out in 2015. Yeah. Uh, like, what are you I, finally getting caught up on? Oh, I do like the uh, the best ongoing game category because, like, you know, we looked at it for the show and fucking No Man's Sky's yeah, on there. Why is it on there? Because they came out with a bunch of quality of life updates. And yeah, but still, this is the industry trying to, you know, uh, give them some credit after tearing them apart on the original <laughs> release. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that thing exists, but that's the only way you can really recognize a game that continues to put out that support is to have a category like this. Because, like, is No Man's Sky going to win that category? Boy, I sure hope not. Yeah, but, um, I mean, that's like... that's like Probably going to be Destiny. That's like congratulating uh, the, the the studio who was like, yeah, uh, this is nothing like what we intended to do, uh, but we kind of started to kind of fix it. It's still nothing like what, what <laughs> everyone intended it to be. But, uh, be. but because we worked on it a little bit, we're cool, right? Yeah, we're good. Well, Everything's fine. So that's going can we, on. Can we move it back up to fifty nine ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go full price. Put all this free yeah, if we DLC. Play it, you have to pay one dollar to land on any. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's. But like, I would even. This probably wouldn't be my actual winner, but like, Darkest Dungeon with all those quality of life updates mm-hmm. that are on there now. Shit, put that on that category because I'm very happy with the way they're upkeeping that game. I mean, aren't there some really old games still getting content updates? Like really old. Um, like World of Warcraft old? No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Like Rune, Rune RuneScape. Quest or RuneScape, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, keep, like, I keep seeing ads for RuneScape Mobile. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. get out of here, oh, Jagex. No, yeah, I ain't yeah. playing this. 
Uh, I no. thought you were looking for mobile, mobile games. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, try, I'm not trying to lose my job. Look, so if you look at this ongoing game list, I don't see a single mud on here. I thought we were going to say something about Rocket League. No, I don't see a single Rocket League on here. I a mean, single mud? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, they still release mud, text-based, mud text-based like, games. Mud. Oh, the greatest games. Dungeons. They're like the original MMOs. Oh. Let's talk, talk about... Uh, Darkness Falls. Bonus episode. Oh, <laughs> we can talk about it for a whole episode. I'm surprised we haven't yet. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get into Darkness Falls sometime I soon. We I won't do it right now. It this is you. yeah. So you don't? You've never played a mud? Uh, I played Hobo Wars on on a browser back in like <laughs> that doesn't seventh right. grade. That doesn't. Sound it was right. a bad game. It was wonderful. Okay. <laughs> it's a bad game. This is the game where like you're you're standing in a room and text is describing what the room is to you and you can go north south east west yeah well i mean i understand the idea of it i don't think i have played one though it was uh it was super fun i met my first girlfriend (laughs) in darkness let's save that story we should save that story (laughs) oh my gosh we should save that story. that'll be a holiday bonus let's kick this let's 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 launch right back into darkness falls next week (laughs) because i want to get the i want to get the whole glory of this in the episode i dig it all right. Uh, well, I think that's all we had for today. So thanks for joining us and uh, enjoy our outro. Thanks, guys. See ya. Gamer Heroes is part of the Heroes Podcast Network and hosted by GGKC. You can find our episodes at heroespodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and tons of other podcast apps. Follow us online at Gamer Heroes Pod and at GG underscore Kansas underscore City on Twitter or at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. You can also find us on GGKC Facebook page and our website, gg-kc.com. To all you gamers out there, play nice, play well, and play again. See you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.